exciting edition of Eddie's 366 Movie Challenge. I'm your host, Eddie Monster here. And uh, first of all, first and foremost, happy Leap Day. That's right. Get all your froggy gifts out there and happy Leap Day to all you. And for those that were born on a Leap Day, uh, you're probably really 28, but you're probably four years old or something like that. So happy birthday to everybody that was born on a Leap Day. Uh, also, if you want to follow what we're doing here, click on any of the links in the description below. It'll take you to our Twitter page, our Instagram page, and so on and so forth. And, uh, yeah, we're rocking and rolling today. So I almost realized that I went the whole entire month of February without almost having the VHS of the month. I did it last month. Right, we had the VHS of the month. We did the uh, the sure thing, and uh, it was a lot of fun breaking out the the VCR. And and uh, luckily for me, that leap day exists because what a way to end February, but with the VHS of the month, and it is 1995's Dracula, dead and loving it. This is the frightening and shocking tale of Count Dracula. Vampires do exist. This one we face is unlike any other. He can change the most innocent of humans. Oh, Jonathan, let me kiss you. But you see... I'm British. So are these. <laughs> Women are rendered powerless under his spell. Stand up. Not you. Sit. You stand. No, sit. No, stand. Now, walk to the terrace door. Watch out! His evil desire has no end. She's alive? She's Nosferatu. She's Italian? Up there! Make no mistake, he must be stopped. Leslie Nielsen, Peter McNichol, Stephen Weber, Amy Yazbeck, Lizette Anthony, Harvey Corman, and Mel Brooks. If she dies, a victim of this unspeakable creature, she will become one herself. What? She will become one herself. Dracula. Dead and loving it. Ah, it's good to be dead. <laughs> All right, so like we said, we're watching Dracula Dead and Loving It, which was directed, produced by Mel Brooks, and even features Mel Brooks as Professor Van Helsing. But it is the classic tale of Dracula, but told in a very comedic and spoof-like 
fashion. That's right, Dracula comes to England where he takes control of Renfield, played by Peter McNichol. Who you guys may remember from Ghostbusters 2. Very, very cool role. And uh, anyways, so Dracula is ultimately settling himself in, making himself at home in England, sucking the blood of victims like poor Lucy, played by Lisette Anthony. But his ultimate target is Mina, the beautiful Mina who was engaged, who was played by Amy Yazbeck, who you guys may remember uh, before this film in 95. She had already done Robin Hood Men in Tights, which was a spoof film of Robin Hood, obviously. And then she had starred in The Mask in 1994. So she was kind of on a roll up to this point. And she is, uh, her character, obviously, as we all know in the legend of the story, is uh, engaged to Harker who's played by Steven Weber, who I believe at this point was really famous for Wings. If memory serves me correct, that television show, I think at the time of this, I think that's what he was big for was Wings. But he would eventually go on to The Shining. Um, he would do that. He'd be in single white females, stuff like that. But uh, nonetheless, they've all got to try to figure out who is sucking the blood of the poor people is Dr. Seward, played by Harvey Corman, who we also saw earlier in, earlier in the year when we did Blazing Saddles. He was in that film along with Mel Brooks. Together again in this one, he plays me and his father. And, uh, yeah, so as far as uh, spoof films go, okay, I want to I, I want to be f- as fair and po- as fair as possible, okay. Um, obviously, this movie is almost twenty, almost thirty years old now, and I had never seen it. I had I, I remember around ninety five. I think I I literally had no desire in seeing this, um, but I have to say that there are certain performances in the film that I thought were brilliant. Do I think now, as far as Leslie Nielsen is concerned, Leslie Nielsen's a legend. I mean, Naked Gun, you know, uh, Naked Gun, whatever it was, two and a half, I think, and then Naked Gun, 33 and a third. I think he had done some of his most brilliant work in those first two Naked Gun films. Not to say that he didn't have anything else that was brilliant, but I just didn't think that this ultimately was a home run for him. I didn't think so. You know what I mean? I think he had uh, he had done some of his best because obviously, you know, at this point he's he's really being known as the spoof king of the '90s. Like he had done so much. And he had been in so much. I mean, and he even done films like Mr. Magoo. I mean, which was tailor-made for him anyways. But, uh, you know, he was doing nothing but spoof films and, uh, and various other comedies. But I think as far as being funny, I think 94's Naked Gun 33 and a third was about as funny as it would get with Leslie Nielsen. I thought he was brilliant. And he definitely did his best, and I thought he was actually a pretty good 
pretty good Dracula, and and everybody stays faithful. The funny thing is, the more I see of you know Dracula films, no matter who's playing it, they all stay pretty faithful to Bela Lugosi in the way he would always say, "No, I don't drink wine." You know what I mean? Like they all do it, which is pretty cool. But I think he honestly did a pretty decent job as Dracula. Was he funny? Yeah, there were some moments, but I don't think he was he was over the top funny like we had seen in the Naked Gun films. I think this one was kind of a little dry for him, and I think maybe Mel Brooks had kind of not struck out, but just this one ultimately wasn't you know the funniest of all his films and i i know it sounds a little unfair but i i would imagine that back in 95 this probably was a funny film but i think the true brilliance of this film belongs to peter mcnichol who plays renfield i think he just does such a marvelous job cuz he has that that just that look and the way he acts that he could play like almost like a he could be a troll you know what i mean like a little mindless troll that follows dracula around he was perfect for it he's your he's your igor he's that that kind of character because if you remember they all have like dr frankenstein had igor obviously dracula had had renfield and uh peter mcnichol was perfect he almost almost mirrors his role in Ghostbusters too um, with this one. And when I say and and I say and maybe mirrors isn't the right word because remember he plays Janos Polha in Ghostbusters too. But I think he rivals it. Like maybe that performance rivals it because it was almost just as brilliant as that. Like that little weasel you know what i'm saying kind of role and he had some really funny um funny scenes with with clive revel who plays sykes and even with harvey corman you know what i mean there were some really funny scenes like give him an enema and then another one no no not again you know just stuff like that it was that was to me was was probably the funnier scenes is anytime peter mcnichol was on screen I think he absolutely stole the show, in my opinion. Um, and even Steven Weber deserves a lot of credit. I think Weber did a really fantastic job, especially uh, with Mel Brooks and Harvey Corman in the scenes with him. Very, very good stuff. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I just... As far as, like, Nielsen was great. Acting like Dracula was great. You know what I mean? I just didn't think... They gave him enough funny, like real funny moments. I think there was just not enough of it for Leslie Nielsen. Uh, Mel Brooks obviously had some, you know, pretty good scenes. I think, you know, the uh, the blood splatter. If you like blood splatter, this this guy, oh, she's full. She must have drank a lot, you know, kind of stuff. Uh, Amy Asbeck obviously looking gorgeous as ever and, and even Lizette Anthony, the the costumes 
just lent itself to be like, ooh, there's a babe right there. Let me tell you, <laughs> you know. And uh, but other than that, I just didn't think that this was over the top funny. I think. There, there was so many elements that just were kind of. I, I think the writing is where it's missing, you know. And and it's hard. A spoof spoof films are very hard. You have to be on point, and you gotta be really funny. You know what I mean? Like, and spoofs usually mix a little bit of everything. That they mix in a little bit of slapstick with like everything to kind of try to make something funny. And we haven't had a real funny spoof film. In a very long time, in my opinion, right? I think the spoof genre is kind of dead, if you ask me, because nobody's really been able to really capture it in a in a genuinely funny way, and it's unfortunate. But you know, there was an age for it in the '90s where there was spoofs coming up everywhere. Where there was, you know, uh, "Don't Be a Menace to South Central" while drinking your juice in the hood. Whether it was scary movie. Whether it was the Naked Gun films, you know, the Spy Hards of the world, you know, there was a time and place for everything. Um, you know, not another teen movie, so on and so forth. There was a time where spoofs actually worked, but I just think with the climate and the way things have been in the last 10 years, I don't think we've really had a good time that's lent itself to allow a spoof film to really be that good um i know they they're doing stuff now like i don't even know there's been spoof films that have come out and and i've kind of checked them out and didn't think they were that great and i think there are films that unintentionally become spoof films uh in a way like the the medea the boo series you know like the whatever the hell that was those, I think, weren't supposed to be spoof films, but they ended up becoming spoof films of scary film, scary movies, and they worked in a way because I thought one of the boos was funny. Uh, but other than that, yeah, like I said, this one just is a real hit or miss for me, and it's got a lot more misses than hits, uh, even though Peter McNichol is definitely my MVP of this film. Every scene he's in, is priceless, is great. He's just fantastic. He does it really well. Love him as Renfield. That is going to do it. Uh, break out your VCRs, people. Start watching more VHSs. I actually got this, Dracula Dead and Loving It, at a Savers. Now, I don't know if you guys know what Savers is. It's kind of like uh, the Salvation Army, you know, so on and so forth. The shrimp thrift store. It's a thrift store, thrift shop. And uh, I always look, I always go VHS hunting. And I saw this and I was like, ah, I've never seen, you know, Dracula Dead and Loving It. I would love to grab this and watch it. And uh, I did. And it's fun. It's fun watching an old VHS. It doesn't line up because of the way televisions are today. But uh, I made the best of it, you know, and watched the movie as best as I could. And that is for sure. This one... Uh, a little hard to watch compared to some of the other VHSs I've checked out. I think just quality. Uh, but overall, you know, I got the gist of it. Uh, like I said, it's an okay movie. I'm going to give it a B- minus for a final grade. Um, I think that's fair enough. 
you know, I'm not going to totally dog it and, get, you know, give it in the C grade level. Uh, it's in the B's. So just be happy of that. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Happy Leap Day. We'll see you in March. Thank you.